Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. They left with a case of Miller Lite. They came back with some cases of Corona. It's looking more and more like the flight of Texas Democrats to America's capital is turning into a full-fledged super-spreader event with at least eight cases now linked to the absconded delegation. But don't worry, Democrats are here to assure us this is all Republicans' fault. Friends, it's time for Hold the Line. Welcome to Hold the Line. I'm Buck Sexton. It's not really a big shock, is it? When you have a whole bunch of Democrats who flee the state capital of uh, Texas, Austin, and leave their constituents behind, their duties, their obligations to the voter, to the taxpayer of uh, the state of Austin, because they want to make a political stunt. And they take a little photo of themselves. They're on their two planes. It's all a big media brouhaha. They got the the, uh, case of Miller Lite. We all talked about that. No masks on. Turns out... There were a number of cases of COVID of the people on that flight. Uh, they've said that they were vaccinated, so these would be considered breakthrough cases. And I just have a feeling, I mean, here you go. That's, that's the political headline, political headline. Pelosi aid White House official test positive for COVID-19 after these Texas Democrats came through. Let's all be very clear. If this involved Republicans, if you had Republicans in any state in the country who left to essentially sabotage the legislative process. If they fled this state, went for a big photo op in DC to take selfies with their soy lattes and their salads with no protein except quinoa, because that's how the left rolls. Uh, if, If they were actually doing that and they were Republicans, they would be called super spreaders. It would be said this was reckless. Maybe even a threat to democracy, because we know that that's the Democrats' favorite claim. It's a threat to democracy. They say this stuff all the time. And they don't say it ironically or comedically. They they actually seem to mean it. Uh, Saki Bomb, Jen Saki, was asked at a press conference. I mean, we got at least five. I think now the number might even be six, but it's at least five who are COVID positive from this absconded delegation from Texas. Is this a super spreader event? More than 10% of the traveling party with these Texas Democrats now claim to have a breakthrough case. Is there any concern that this trip that was intended to advocate for voting rights is now a super spreader event in Washington? 
Well, I would say that's not a characterization we're making from here. We certainly understand there will be breakthrough cases. Even vaccines that are incredibly effective are not foolproof. They're not 100 percent effective. We've seen that. Here's the good news, though. We know that these vaccines, that these individuals, I think, if I'm correct, have, have been vaccinated. Uh, it means that it protects from death. It protects from serious illness. It protects, for the most part, from hospitalization. Uh, so that is a good sign. Hmm. Not a super spreader event, though. I mean, look, we all know that if this was Republicans doing this, it would be different. Six members of the delegation, by the way, just to confirm, are COVID positive, plus the Pelosi aide. So we got a bunch of people here who have had breakthrough cases of COVID, assuming they all had vaccinations, which also raises this whole difficult conversation of what exactly is going on with the vaccine campaign at this point. And why are there so many people who distrust it? Why are there people who want mandates for it? These arguments are continuing on. And it's worth noting that while the left and the Democrats insist that any vaccine holdouts are the fault of Trump and Trump supporters, they leave out that there is a disproportionately high number of African-American uh, folks who don't want to get the vaccine. Uh, so vaccine hesitancy is very high among uh, black Americans. Uh, there's pockets of it among Latino Americans as well, disproportionately high numbers. They don't talk about that. And they certainly don't want you to remember that it was not long ago. It was about a year ago to the day or to the month uh, when you would hear from Kamala and Joe that, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can trust the vaccine that comes from a Trump uh, Trump-controlled FDA. Can't trust those vaccines. Not entirely. I'm not sure that's a good idea. Memory lane, here we go. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. But if Donald Trump tells us I should that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Remarkable, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, they, they all believe in the science. If you believe that, I don't know what to tell you because it's bullcrap. It was politics from them all along. And they are desperate to create this perception, to push this narrative that the only vaccine hesitancy that's out there is uh, from Republicans, and also the problems that we have uh, with the continuing Delta variant, which is overhyped. Yes, it's spreading, just like we've had COVID the whole time. If you look at the death data, the hospitalization data, we are ba we are, we're done with this pandemic. They can keep you know trying to freak everybody out all the time. But here's uh, Jay Inslee. Among the dumbest Democrats to have run for president uh, the last, in the last cycle. Here he is letting you know that the problem we face is not the COVID virus. It's those biohazards walking around known as Republicans. The problem with that is you're making a, a risk for everybody around you when you don't get vaccinated. You're a risk for your spouse, you're a risk for your kids, your grandkids, your parents, your coworkers, because you are a bioreactor facility generating virus and spreading it around, including to kids who can't get vaccinated. I want to reiterate that. If you're a 50-year-old man who, you know, voted for Donald Trump and didn't think COVID was a problem and you don't get vaccinated right now, 
you arrest every kid in your city. Yeah. Jay Inslee is a, is a buffoon, but these are sentiments that are common in the Democrat Party. And let's all also remember, just got to take a moment here for this. The experts that they've been saying they relied on the whole time are looking really shaky these days. Senator Rand Paul, who's also a doctor, worth noting, they say, oh, you're not an MD, you can't have an opinion. Well, he's both a senator and a doctor, so I think he's allowed to have an opinion. He's had some interesting head-to-heads in the past with Dr. Fauci, and on the Wuhan lab leak theory, there was a particularly worthwhile exchange today. I just want to let you enjoy this one. And this is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals, and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, one is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. Damn. Dr. Paul. Not playing any games on that one. Dr. Fauci, I think it's fair to say, does not like him, and the feeling is mutual there. But uh, I think it's important we get to the truth, and Fauci's a clown. All right, after the break, the crisis at the border is leading to a major surge in drug smuggling, including the most dangerous narcotic to hit American streets in decades, fentanyl. we got more on that with the Center for Immigration Studies' Mark Krikorian when we come back. Right now, let's talk about investments, specifically cryptocurrency. Everyone wants to invest in the crypto market, but it's not that easy to get started. That's why Colin Plume, the CEO of Noble Gold, decided to create My Digital Money. It's an easy-to-use, self-trading crypto IRA platform with concierge-level customer service. One of the few U.S.-based cryptocurrency companies that will answer your phone call and help you get started. And because your comfort and security is their absolute top priority, there are a number of things they offer, like an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins, Trigger orders to help you secure opportunities for upside while limiting downside and not having to watch your account 24-7 to do it. Play money accounts so you can actually test the market without risking real money. And with the recent pullback of most of the major cryptocurrencies, this might be the best time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals that have your back, speak to you honestly, treat you like a human, not just a number. Check them out at MyDigitalMoney.com. That's MyDigitalMoney.com. We'll be right back. The continuing crisis on the southern border is bringing not only a surge of illegal migrants into the U.S., but also an increase in the smuggling of illicit drugs. Most notably, there's been a major spike in the importation of the synthetic opioid fentanyl. According to U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, agencies over 1,700 pounds of fentanyl through May of fiscal year 2020 Through May of 2021, that number was over 7,000 pounds. That's an increase of over 300%. For some perspective, that's already nearly more fentanyl intercepted at the border than the last three years combined. 
The surge is, uh, in, in smuggling comes, as the CDC reports, a record number of Americans died of fentanyl overdoses in 2020. So what more should the Biden administration be doing to prevent this dangerous poison from entering the U.S.? Joining me now is Mark Hercorian, the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies. Mark, good to see you. Likewise. Thanks for having me. A lot of things to talk about with the border, but I do want to start with this fentanyl surge. So what are we seeing? Why is it happening? And how could it be stopped? People usually think of drugs and illegal aliens coming over the border as separate things. And obviously, they're not the, they're, they're separate things, you know, literally speaking. And the cartels that move the drugs aren't in the alien business, they, although they do get a, a tax from the alien smugglers. But the connection is this, that because of Biden's invitation to anybody in the world to come across the border, the Border Patrol is overwhelmed. And what that means is they are, they are not able to devote the resources they have to keeping dope out because sometimes 40% of Border Patrol agents are babysitting uh, these families and these teenagers who have come over the border. And in fact, it's more than even just a general kind of diversion of resources, which is serious. But the drug cartels sometimes also work with the alien smugglers and tell them, look, you're going to bring your group over this part of the border at this time of night. And don't ask what we're doing 10 miles away. Because the point is, everybody has to, all the Border Patrol agents have to be stripped off the border, leaving it open for the cartels to move fentanyl or meth or whatever other poison, um, basically unimpeded. And as we mentioned in the uh, introduction here, you have the highest overall overdose rate in history last year in the United States. Of course, a big part of that was the lockdown, but the drugs are coming from somewhere. A lot of it is coming across the border. So is the Biden administration likely to take any steps here? Are there steps that they could realistically uh, take to try to stop or at least stopping the flow we know is impossible to lessen this flow so there are fewer people who are at risk of overdoses on these fentanyl uh, the fentanyl that's being made in labs in Mexico by the cartels, which everyone should also know, there's no quality control, there's no standards, people will OD because of what's called a hot batch or the actual chemical compounds that are used can sometimes be the, not the right ones and be even more dangerous. What can the Biden, uh, Biden White House do, assuming they want to do something about this? Well, I mean, look, they're not monsters. I'm sure that they definitely would want to not have Fentanyl be imported to the United States, and they're going to, you know, presumably do what they can because the um, often military units will be used for surveillance, that kind of thing. They can't arrest anybody, but they can be used for surveillance. The DEA, no doubt, that's that's their job. But the, it's also the Border Patrol's job. The Border Patrol is there, like the Coast Guard at sea. The Border Patrol is the dry land version of the Coast Guard, and their job is to stop anything from coming over between the legal points of ports of entry that isn't supposed to be coming over, whether it's drugs, whether it's, um, whether it's aliens. But the Biden administration would have to restore immigration enforcement so that they can push down the numbers to the levels they were before Biden was inaugurated, freeing up the border patrol to be able to do its other main job, which is stopping, interdicting, deterring drug smuggling. 
And until Biden does that, uh, changes the immigration policies, there's just only so much they can do to stop this flow of drugs. And I don't see the Biden people backtracking at all on their uh, immigration policies. So, you know, in some sense, they are complicit in Mark, this, uh, you know, this right. flow of uh, drugs. Um, I also wanted to know what you make of uh, a related issue at the border, but it, it seemed that there was a, a consensus for a long time that illegal crossings or illegal entry at the border would go down markedly in the summer months. Maybe that had been the case in the past, but here we are in June, the numbers came out for apprehensions at the border and it's a record, right? I mean, the, the numbers are just exploding deep into the summer. What what's, was, was the initial assessment about the lull in the summer off? Is just, are the conditions different now? Is it just too easy to get in so people can't pass up the opportunity? Why are the numbers not, they've been going up all year, but they exploded in June? The, um, there's a couple things. Um, it's true, it usually does go down in the summer because man, if you've been down there in the summer, it is brutal heat, not just now because of the heat wave out west, but you know, even in a regular summer, it's it can be pretty brutal down there. We take border tour down there and we go usually in March or in October because that's when it's a lot more pleasant. The reason it's not going down is because of Biden's policies. The, the door is open. The um, illegal immigrants are going to get while the getting is good. They can't believe their luck. They figure, well, you know, the gringos have got to change their mind at some point. Let's get in before they do. And to add to that, an increasing share of the people they arrest each month are not from Mexico or Central America anymore. They're now coming not just from, say, Haiti and Cuba. There's a lot of that, too, where instead of rafts, they go to Mexico and come by land. But Ecuador, for instance, had more illegal immigrants caught by the Border Patrol than El Salvador did in June. And it's not even just Latin America. We're now seeing people. We sent an analyst down to Costa Rica to, to talk to some of the smugglers and the aliens. There's people from Uzbekistan and Mauritania and Romania and all over the place coming because the word has gotten out that Biden's letting people in. And if you're coming from seven, eight, ten thousand 10,000 miles away, you're not gonna worry about whether the weather is too bad. Once you get here, you've invested the money and time and effort, you're gonna try to get in regardless of how hot it is. Is there anything that you think is gonna make the Biden administration take action here and change its mind? Because it seems like the numbers keep going up, the situation is what it is. They don't care. In fact, if anything, I think you can make the case there are a lot of Democrats who like the situation at our southern border. When does it become too much? Good question. I don't know that. Um, I think the only thing that could dissuade them, and still I'm not sure they're willing to do what's necessary to stop it, is real political pushback. And by that, I mean they lose both houses of Congress next November. But between now and a year and a half from now, I don't know that this administration is, is going to be able to is be willing to do anything to slow this down. And, um, you know, maybe I'm, I hope to be surprised, but I wouldn't bet on it. It's looking like it's going to be two million this year from what everyone's telling me down there, which is just mind blowing. Um, I hope the, hope the voters are paying attention. Mark, always good to have your expertise with us. Thanks for being, being on. Thanks for having me.
Another milestone in the space race today is Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos became the latest corporate titan to leave Earth's atmosphere. So why is the left so sour about it? The First TV's Morgan Zeggers joins us next to discuss. But before that, let's talk about Black Rifle Coffee. If you're like me, you have to start your day with some serious caffeine and get you going. And that means Black Rifle Coffee. Not only is it some of the best coffee I've ever tasted, it's a veteran-owned company that serves premium coffee to people who love America. Black Rifle Coffee is continually committed to supporting veteran law enforcement and first responder causes. This summer, Black Rifle invites you to enjoy your coffee, not just the great taste, but also the places you drink it, the passion and adventure it fuels and inspires, and the entertainment Black Rifle serves along the way. Whether you're brewing the perfect cup of pour over or you're cracking a can of 300, Black Rifle Coffee is here to fuel your way wherever the summer takes you. Black Rifle imports its high-quality beans from all over the world, and it roasts them five days a week at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee, and Salt Lake City, Utah. The team at Black Rifle is continually researching and experimenting with new roasting methods and coffee origins. Purchase at blackriflecoffee.com buck. Use code buck at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Fuel your summer with America's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The richest man in the world made history earlier today. Billionaire many, many, many times over. Jeff Bezos blasted into space in the first crewed flight of his rocket ship, New Shepard. The first flight designed to serve the growing market for space tourism among the super wealthy. It's kind of exciting, right? Not for the libs. Here are reactions to the historic flight from at least some on the left. We have Massachusetts Democrat Representative Catherine Clark tweeting, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know it's time for billionaires to pay their fair share. And another one from Democrat Robert Reich. No one needs Bezos to launch rockets into outer space. We need him to pay his fair share of taxes so people can thrive here on Earth. Here to discuss, founder of Young Americans Against Socialism and contributor here at The First TV, Morgan Zeggers. Morgan, so good to have you back. Thanks for having me, Buck. So... I guess the communist impulse or the, the socialist uh, pull 
does not go away, even in the midst of space flight. They, they want to talk about redistributing the wealth. What do you make of all this? Well, when you look at it like that in that perspective of, okay, here we go again, the left is trying to create that division between the owning class and the working class. This isn't new to America or to our world. It's a classic tactic of Marxists. What they try and do is split the working class against the owning class and the workers are going to rise up, right? The workers of the world will unite and then they will own the means of production and the business. What happens though is the socialist government that is put in charge doesn't give the power to the people. Once this revolution takes place, they just become the new government and it becomes a dictatorship very quickly. So that's the transition we're seeing here, and it's very, very repeated throughout history. What's happening here, though, listen, I understand why they're frustrated. We just went through a pandemic. We're in a very bad state as a country. Uh, the prices of everything are going up. We're really struggling, and so to see this rich guy go to space and pay $2 million at least per minute for a 10-minute trip, it stings a little bit. It does, but this is the difference. For me, I'm like, all right, PR, timing of it, pretty bad. The left us though they say you didn't you don't deserve to do that we need to have control of your money and you need to give your money to us so they're more in that sense of being able to control what someone does for me i'm just saying all right not exactly the best thing i want to be seeing right now coming from a billionaire during a pandemic do you, do you think though maybe there'd be a different a different vibe a different sentiment from these same democrats who are outraged about i mean jeff bezos i can assure folks wastes a lot of money on a lot of things that he doesn't need i'm sure he's got a lot of properties, I think he has a yacht that's hundreds of millions of dollars, which no one really needs these things, but we live in a capitalist country and are trying to make, their, make it a capitalist world. Do you think that they would have different feelings if this were some massive government-funded project instead of private sector? But that's that's one of the first things I thought of, because what they're doing right now on Twitter is they're listing off everything that could be funded with these $2 million minutes, right? And what I'm thinking of is, do these people not understand how much money is wasted by the federal government on a daily basis or on a per minute basis? It's way bigger than what we're dealing with with just Jeff Bezos going for 10 minutes to space. If he wants to do it, he can because it's his money. But what we should be more frustrated about is that average Americans pay tens of thousand dollars of taxes every year. It gets added up. The government's given millions of dollars and we never really solve the problems that the government says they're going to fix. And so I'd be more frustrated about that. And hopefully maybe we can reach people with that frustration and say, you're going to get mad if you hear about these real facts over here. Let me tell you something. I mean, it is also pretty stunning that they're telling us that if, if only, you know, Bezos paid his fair share. Right now, there is a budget proposal coursing through the uh, coursing through the Senate um, where they're looking to spend three point five trillion plus six hundred billion. I always like how they separate out some of the infrastructure spending. So that would be over four trillion dollars of spending, new spending that the, uh, the Democrats want to push forward. Um, you, you would think that whatever the contribution from Bezos is, wouldn't really put a dent in that, would it? It wouldn't, and that's what's so scary. And I believe AOC's been challenged on this, and she gives something along the lines of that answer she gives often of, I'd rather be morally right than factually correct. What we're dealing with, though, is a very violent group, okay? They hate rich people. They hate capitalists. They hate average people that just want to have a small business. I mean, it's pretty bad. And I, I don't know if you saw this. In 2020 especially, they were putting guillotines outside of Jeff, Jeff Bezos's house. 
Remember that? They did it at the White House for Trump, but then they also put the guillotines outside of Jeff Bezos' private home, which is very scary. We're dealing with some really radical people here. I would say, though, when we look at the left, there is that trend. I don't know if you've read Rules for Radicals, uh, but it teaches people how to build a successful leftist movement. And one of those lessons is to basically make a mob of people that can get mad about one thing one day and then another thing the next day, and they can always stay mad. Because if you only focus on one issue, you know, the passion kind of dies down after a few years. You got to make a base that can get upset as if the world's going to end over anything. And this is just a great example. I mean, when I found out we were talking about this and that we were going to discuss it on the news, I was like, how is this a subject? And it's because they've made it an outrage in a matter of 24 hours that this guy decided to go to space for 10 minutes. I mean, isn't the space race something that even ever since we're all little kids, right? We we uh, hold up the U.S. You know, getting the first man on the on the moon um, and beating the Soviets, and this is a a point of great national pride for us. And we think of astronauts as heroes. And I don't know about you, but you know, I've watched some Star Trek here and there, Star Wars, whatever star show happens to be your cup of tea. And it just strikes me that you know, under more normal circumstances, maybe everybody would say, well, this is kind of cool, the beginning of a commercial space aviation industry where people can just, everyday folks, not even astronauts, would be able to at some point, I mean, it's probably very expensive for a long time, but uh, be able to go up to space. It feels like there's, there's not the same sense of celebration of the achievement here. Why? Yeah, I mean, I like to think of them as fun suckers because they don't think that any funds should go to anything that they don't see supporting their policies in terms of supporting the working class and all of their buzzwords. But this reminds me, have you ever talked to a socialist and they tell you that we have too many private companies in America that make useless products and they complain about things like how many deodorant brands are in the deodorant aisle at the store and how many hair shampoo options we have when we go to CVS? I hear that and I'm like, are you really complaining about this? Is this your big complaint about capitalism when we have eliminated like 90% of the world's poverty in the last 100 years thanks to economic freedom being implemented in the West and in new and new countries after one another? That's your complaint is that there's too many deodorant brands. You don't like that. Yeah. Is that oppressive to you? So I see this as another thing. They're trying to find problems with a system that's incredibly effective, incredibly empowering and incredibly successful. It achieves actual progress, not regress. So this is something that we're going to continue to see, I think, especially as technology advances, because it requires a lot of money to achieve these advancements in society. We have to acknowledge that. And they're not down with it. Without capitalism, no oat milk for the libs. So they might as well get with the program. Morgan, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Buck. All right, Black Lives Matter made its position on the Cuban protest clear last week by blaming the current unrest on U.S. policy toward the nation, essentially repeating the communist government's propaganda. So why would an organization built on opposition to police violence have such a soft spot for an authoritarian police state? Marion Smith, president and CEO of the Common Sense Society, joins us next to discuss. But first, these protests in Cuba and across the world show that we are living in volatile times. Being prepared for the unknown is more important than ever. The world we live in today is anything but predictable. Our government is passing massive spending bills. The Federal Reserve is printing trillions of dollars in fiat currency. And many experts are predicting inflation could run rampant in the coming months. That could spell disaster for the dollars in your bank account. We could all benefit from something a little more reliable right about now. What could be more reliable than real gold and silver? I'm talking about real gold and silver that you can actually hold right in your hands. 
Call the Oxford Gold Group now and learn how easy it is to get real gold and silver sent securely directly to your home or how you, how you can have real gold and silver placed in your IRA or 401k. Just call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and ask for your free guide on owning gold and silver. Again, call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-600-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Give them a call, 833-600-GOLD. One more time, that's 833-600-G-O-L-D. As Republican lawmakers continue to call on the Biden administration to offer more public support for dissidents in Cuba, leftists across the U.S., including most notably Black Lives Matter, are actually blaming the United States for the abject misery in that communist country. The organization ripped a page straight out of the regime's handbook, posting a message on Instagram that read, Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans and urges it to immediately lift the economic embargo. This cruel and inhumane policy instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' right to choose their own government is at the heart of Cuba's current crisis. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that's true. Here's what one Cuban dissident recently had to say. Did you see the word embargo in any of what he had to say? Listen. No aguantamos más, ya no más. Queremos libertad, libertad para nuestro país. Que nuestro país tenga pensamiento libre y no estar oprimido, preso. Allá en esa isla cárcel, porque así se llama, isla cárcel. Necesitamos libertad. Viva Cuba. You see what she said there? No, nothing about embargo. With us to discuss this today, President and CEO of the Common Sense Society, Marion Smith. Marion, thanks for being with us. Great to be with you, Buck. Strong piece on foxnews.com you wrote about this. Why do you think Black Lives Matter and other leftists in the U.S. are so hesitant to criticize the communist government of Cuba? Well, I, I think it's a clarifying moment. We see the uh, true colors of BLM uh, shining through here. Uh, where it's very clear that their uh, commitment to the Marxist cause in the United States, tearing down the institutions that they believe are standing in the way of racial justice here, uh, very much uh, prevents them from understanding the reality of what is happening in Cuba today, where black and brown people are suffering along with uh, all ethnic uh, Cubans uh, on the island. And it has nothing to do with unfulfilled Marxist dreams. It has to do with the fact that since 1959, uh, Marxism has delivered in Cuba the way it has in every other country, some 40 countries uh, where it's been, been tried. Uh, the Castros came to power vilifying the United States. Uh, they have blamed the embargo um, on the uh, for the suffering of the Cuban people. Uh, but in reality, the United States has been the greatest provider of humanitarian aid to the island of Cuba, great more than any other country. Um, and it has been uh, the government of Cuba, the communist uh, regime uh, that has had an embargo on its own people, uh, preventing Cubans, for example, uh, from fishing in lakes on the island or from fishing on the beaches to feed themselves. That's illegal. Uh, most of the fish is uh, uh, um, you know, gathered by state fisheries and sold uh, abroad. Uh, even foodstuffs that are delivered to Cuba uh, through trade, the prices are marked up by the Cuban government and sold uh, to the Cuban people. And the Cuban people realize it. And we're seeing protest, protests on the island unprecedented since the Cuban revolution of 1959. And that's because the stories of the suffering, uh, those who have been killed, 
uh, researchers know the names of some 11,000 people who have been killed by the Cuban regime, and the true number of casualties uh, is, is far greater. Uh, but it's a time for reckoning and justice, and the current situation is the result of communism in Cuba. It has not been caused by the United States government. Senator Marco Rubio fired back at Black Lives Matter after that Instagram post when he tweeted, the extortionist ring known as Black Lives Matter organization took a break today from shaking down corporations for millions and buying themselves mansions to share their support for the communist regime in Cuba. Marion, it seems like at least Marco Rubio doesn't plan on letting BLM off easy for that statement. Are, are, they, losing, are they losing ground, you think, in the court of public opinion such as it is? Well, again, I think it's a clarifying moment where the true colors are shining through. The origins of BLM, the organization, certainly are grounded in Marxism. Uh, you have the founders uh, spouting Marxist talking points. You have one of the founders appearing on stage with the dictator, Nicolas Maduro, in Venezuela. Very much a part of the international socialist movement, uh, which are apologists for the dictatorship in Venezuela, for the dictatorship in Cuba, and in support of the violent Marxist groups throughout Latin America that are destabilizing otherwise peaceful democratic uh, populations uh, who very much want what the people are, of Cuba are saying they want by the thousands on the streets, Libertad. Now, what do you think about the Biden administration's response to all this at this phase? I mean, clearly BLM has a, a stated sympathy for communist, uh, the communist regime in Cuba, but the Democrats who are in charge, some would say, aren't a whole lot better. What do you make of it? Well, I think there was once a moment in this country where opposition to communism, uh, defense of uh, liberty, individual rights, human rights, uh, free enterprise was a bipartisan issue. Um, Harry Truman, uh, JFK, Ronald Reagan, uh, great anti-communist presidents, two Democrats and a Republican, I think would find it very perplexing what is happening uh, today in American politics. It's very clear that within one party there is a radical left-wing faction that is vying for control of one of the two major political parties in this country. And of course, uh, that loud, organized, vocal, uh, extremist uh, group within the Democratic Party is trying to pressure them to not take action in this moment uh, related to Cuba. And I would just call on the Biden administration to understand that with very little effort and with very little political capital expended, we can change the situation on the ground in Cuba. And that would be by voicing support uh, for uh, the Cuban protesters and their, their goals. It would be by providing internet on the island simply so that the world could see what is happening. Uh, they are disappearing uh, activists and su suspected protesters right now. They're kidnapping the children of su suspected protesters to intimidate them and silence them. Uh, protesters are being shot. There are reports of protesters being killed uh, on the spot. So uh, what is happening is unprecedented. The United States with very little uh, expenditure of political capital could make a huge difference. It is not necessarily our legal duty to do so, um, but we do have the opportunity as free people uh, to speak up when they are silenced. Do you think this could be the end of the communist regime? Well, I think it is a, uh, a turning point potentially 
what you saw in Venezuela with the death of Hugo Chavez was the dictatorship lived on in, in the dictatorship, the person of uh, Nicolas Maduro. Uh, Fidel Castro is dead, Raul Castro has taken a step back. And so we're now seeing whether or not an, another generation of Cuban communists is going to be able to keep uh, the dictatorship going. And I think what you're seeing clearly on the streets, uh, despite the intimidation and, and the fear, uh, is that they, the Cuban people, have had enough. They would not like to see uh, this experiment in socialism continue on the island. Uh, they would want to take control of their destiny. They want freedom. Marion, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Buck. Tom Brady trolls President Biden and the D.C. mayor calls for police overtime after defunding the force. What a shock. We got those and more coming up on Quick Hits. But first, let's talk about the most valuable asset most of us will ever own, our homes. How much equity do you have in your home? 50000 100000 More? Cybercrime experts are alerting homeowners that the more equity you have, the greater the chance foreign and domestic criminals will come after you. Home title theft is one of the fastest growing crimes. In fact, Home Title Lock, America's leader in home title protection, is alerting homeowners they could already be a victim and not know it. Here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title, forge your signature stating you sold your home, and take out loans using your equity. You're not covered by insurance, your bank, or other common identity theft programs out there. Protect your most valuable asset. Register your address now to see if you're already a victim and receive a complete title history of your home, a $100 value, free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Quick hits up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. A whistleblower from Hasbro Toys manufacturer exposes the company on critical race theory and Tom Brady trolls Biden just, just a little bit, just a little bit at the White House. Let's get into it with quick hits. All right. Critical race theory is all over the place. As you know, you constantly see new training materials from whether it's government agencies or institutions, schools, young kids being taught this stuff. 
but it turns out that critical race theory also has a place in the Hasbro toy manufacturer. Um, here's what the whistleblower had to say. By three to six months, babies are beginning to notice and already express preference by race. Um, there was research that looked at how by six months, infants living in a homogenous or same race neighborhood showed preferences for faces from their own racial groups, whereas infants living in more racially diverse environments did not show that same preference for their own racial group. Children as young as two are already using race to reason about people's behaviors, and um, we may see this play out in daycare or on the playground and in how kids are starting to choose or exclude playmates and friends. I'm sorry, that was the whistleblower shared that information. That obviously was not the whistleblower, um, but uh, wow, right? Two-year-olds, racist, racist babies. How are we ever going to handle the subconscious racism of infants? Ah, uh, we must start the brainwashing even earlier with critical race theory. We must, we must get to them when they're not even able to speak or sit up or I, I don't know. I mean, this, this is all, it's all getting so crazy, isn't it? You really, sometimes you sit around, and you just wonder how much more insane are the critical race theorists going to get about this stuff? Um, you know, yeah, race is an important part of the American experience. It's not that important. There's a lot of other stuff going on, a lot of other things happening. We don't all have to sit around and just talk about race all day. Um, but that is what CRT devotees want for us. Uh, Tom Brady is, um, I don't want to get in trouble here. I think, he's, I think he's considered the GOAT in football. I think you could say that. He's the greatest of all time. And he was not only winning at the Patriots and played on many teams at the New England Patriots that were among the very best football teams by record uh, of all time. Uh, also went down to the Buccaneers, won there. Anyway, he was at the White House today. And for those of you who either think or at least like to make jokes about how there's still some lingering doubts about this election, Never mind the fact that Facebook won't let you share them or that Twitter will boot you off the platform for them. Uh, for those who, who have uh, that in their mind, you might appreciate this joke from Tom Brady. Got on a roll. Not a lot of people, uh, you know, think that we could have won. And um, in fact, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. I understand that. You understand that, Mr. President? I understand that. Yeah. And personally, you know, it's nice for me to be back here. We had a game in Chicago where I forgot what down it was. I lost track of one down in 21 years of playing. And they started calling me Sleepy Tom. <laughs> Why would they do that to me? I actually, I don't think he was, I mean, he was actually having some fun with them. It didn't really strike me as trolling per se, but that's what some people were calling. I think he was just having, you see, I, I'm actually pro-fun as a conservative. I like people to experience joy, happiness, relaxation when appropriate. I don't think we all have to run around and constantly be spiking the football, so to speak, in each other's faces on every issue at every time based on a partisan, uh, partisan differentiation. But uh, then again, I'm not a crazy lib, so there's that. DC's mayor has called for more police overtime to address skyrocketing violence. This comes after DC City Council cut more than $9.5 million from the police budget for fiscal year 2021. So Muriel Bowser, the uh, police chief of DC, making it clear to everybody that turns out, uh, yes, yet another city where defund, here you go, I'm directing the Metropolitan Police Department to use any overtime necessary to meet our public safety needs. So she's not only having to refund the police, she's gonna have to 
fund the police even more. Gotta throw some OT money at it now because defund the police is the dumbest slogan that any political party in living memory in America has come up with. I mean, it's so stupid. And the fact that it even got traction as long as it did among Democrats just goes to show you what an insane party they actually are. Before we go, though, let me tell you about My Digital Money. That's our newest sponsor here on Hold the Line. Everybody wants to invest in cryptocurrencies, but it's not that easy to get started. That's why Colin Plume, the CEO of Noble Gold, decided to create My Digital Money. It's an easy-to-use, self-trading crypto IRA platform with concierge-level customer service. It's one of the few U.S.-based cryptocurrency companies that will answer your phone call and help you get started. And because your comfort and security is their absolute top priority, they offer an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins, a trigger order to help you secure opportunities for gains while you limit your losses, and you don't have to watch your account 24-7, it's automatic, a play money account so you can actually test the market without risking your money. And with the recent pullback of most of the major cryptocurrencies, this might be the best time in a long time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals that have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not just a number. Check them out at MyDigitalMoney.com. That's MyDigitalMoney.com. That's it for tonight's Hold the Line. The No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly is up next. Shields high. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 